whenever I start an artistic project, whatever it may be, I, and this is also the quintessence of why I became an artist or an actress, is I follow the fire in my belly, the enthusiasm. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's something that I, I just, I, I feel that this enthusiasm or this fire in my belly leads me and I find great resource in this um, enthusiasm. And it's also, um, this enthusiasm also gives me a sense of safety. Today I'm talking to the Austrian actress and director, the lovely Maria Lorne. Hi, Maria. It's so lovely to meet you here on Zoom. Hi, Petra. Thank you so much for inviting me to this interview. I feel very honored. <laughs> oh, that's a great pleasure. And um, well, we've we've seen each other or met each other on Instagram and I've been following you for a while. Uh, you're an actress, a stage actress. And um... yeah, so I am a theater actress, as you would mm -hmm. say, and also a film and television actress. But lately, I have also um, started to dab a little bit into the other side of things. So I have just directed a theatre play, which wow. had the last performance on Saturday. Yes. Oh, so, wow. Yes. Um, I really enjoy directing. I, I love to work with actors and um, get out of them what... Yeah, I learned at drama school and what directors try to get out of me. So, yeah, it's very, very interesting, different field. Yeah. And is it uh, because if you you are trained as an actress and then how does it feel to be on the other side again? You know, like on the director's side. Yeah, so the responsibility is a much greater one. Because as a director, you kind of also need to step into the shoes of um, um, a leader. You know, you have to have the big concept in your head. You need to see the end of the process. You need to be able to have um, to to bring your vision to life, and it also means that you need to open yourself up to so many people and to make them feel comfortable in your presence and comfortable with the way you're working. Um, and that, yeah, I, I always admired directors who were able to, um, um, yeah, to lead me responsibly. And I'm, I want to give that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're almost sounding like a conductor. You know, because this is what the conductors also say. You know, it's a similar yeah. thing. You have to have that that cons that confidence, the leadership, and then bringing it all together. Yes, that's right. It's mm -hmm. this to find the the connection between all those pieces. You know, there is the technical department. There are the, the stage designers, the costume designers, the stylists, the actors, and all of them. And to you know, it's it's you work for so many weeks together, and people will always come to yeah. They will come to me and ask me, um, what what are we going to do? You know, I have to have answers yeah. for everything. It's very mm. difficult often, but um, yeah, one yeah one grows with 
responsibilities. Let's put it like that. Yeah, but this uh, this was actually what I wanted to ask now is, can you see how you evolved from the initial uh, start and, and to the final, how you as, as a director also evolved? Um, you mean with the show itself? Like yeah, the with first you as, as, for yeah, for you as a director, I mean, this is, if you say this is the first uh, performance that you directed or the first um, uh, theater piece that you directed, could, can you also see how you've grown in this process as a director? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I'm someone who I, I reflect a lot. Like, you know, I, we have a whole day of rehearsals and then I go home and then I'm in my head and I'm thinking, oh, what could I have done better or did I say the wrong thing here or uh, so and after a while I realized that this doesn't really bring me further um, self-criticism mm -hmm. in that way is maybe more of an of a hindrance so I think if I was able to yeah the most important thing that I gained from this process was to share self-criticism and to grow in trust in myself. That's, yeah. Well, this is something very important, this trust in yourself, because you can only lead if you trust that what you are bringing is, is um, you know, is working. So uh, how do you get that trust? Because if you, you're always on the other side, you're always the the performer or the actress, and now how do you trust yourself that you do the right thing on this on the other side again? I was beginning to, whenever I start an artistic project, whatever mm -hmm. it may be, I, and this is also the quintessence of why I became an artist or an actress, is I followed the fire in my belly, the enthusiasm. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's something that I I just I, I I feel that this enthusiasm or this fire in my belly leads me, and I find great resource in this um, enthusiasm. And it's also um, this enthusiasm also gives me a sense of safety. I just mm -hmm. need to step into this into this. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of a, a creative space within myself, which is mm -hmm. filled with love and enthusiasm and happiness. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's even something that I I don't um, create myself. It's just in me somehow, and yeah. I yeah I, I trust this, and uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I, it's. Yeah, it's very, very special. And when, when it happens, it's wonderful. And that must also be then sort of you you um, uh, give that energy over to whoever you're working with, you know, that they also have then that same, that same feeling. I hope so. Yes, that's, that's definitely, um, yes. And it, it's, um, I feel it when other people around me have that, um, uh, how to say, fire about yeah, them. Yeah. And it's, it's inspiring. Yeah, I, exactly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. 
But you're working yeah. with a lot of creative people then in in that, you know, like you say, you're also working with the the um, lighting and the, of course, everything, the makeup, the costumes and everything. Um, do you also find that you bounce off these people, that you you find also inspiration from them? Yes, absolutely. It's um, the more creative people there are in a room, the more is possible. In mm. the end, art is also created through inspiration and through uh, communication with other people, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you get inspired by uh, the music person who comes in and found a great piece of music and she is completely overwhelmed by it and, and then it gives me the next idea oh we could put this kind of light there and the actor could yeah, yeah absolutely it's a uh, bouncing of each other it's uh, wonderful yeah amazing but maria when did you first um decide to be an actress were you as a little girl were you always interested in in acting and and things like that in theater well, I the first time I mentioned that I wanted to be an actress, I was I was uh, eleven years old and I was sitting in class at school and I said to my friend who was sitting next to me, I said, oh, I think I know what I want to be. I want to be an actress. Really? I remember it's the first time that I said it. Yes, but I don't know what led what led me to it. Was it a feeling or something that I have? I don't remember. All I know is I was also very shy as a child like up until the age of 18 I was you know I, I didn't like giving talks at school and and speaking up or I was I always had a very quiet voice and I don't know I was very shy and I was um I think my I always saw my I had a different image of myself I always mm -hmm. saw myself with a loud voice and speaking in front of a lot of people and um yeah, that's the image I had of myself. It didn't reflect my reality. But I think becoming an actress or this wish to be or this dream of being an actress. Um, yeah, it it um, led me to the road to find this vision that I always originally had about myself. Yeah. But how did you get from that dream to where you go, when to study? Were your parents then also supportive or the school? Were there opportunities in school for you? I uh, had lots of ideas of what, you know, after the final exams when, when I was 18 in high school, I then um, uh, I interested in studying medicine or law I had lots of ideas and I always had good grades I the teachers always said oh Maria can do anything really but yeah it, I but I I, I had a, a different I, I I wanted to be free and so I I traveled the world first I went to New Zealand for a year after final exams and there I made the decision to try and uh, get into a drama school in back in Vienna, my home. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, people like 
I told what I wanted to do. We're like, are, are you sure it's a hard path? You're never gonna get into those schools. You don't have any background, any theater background. Your family are not artists. Why do you? And I said, no, no, but I will. That's my path. <laughs> so, and that's how I then I did entrance exams, and that's how I how I got I'm into cutting. drama school. Yeah, this is this is also something that you hear quite a lot. People who think, well, you know, that this is not a career, or how there's no security, and how you there's so many actresses. How will you ever uh, get to that? But you were determined to to do it, and your parents were they supportive? They didn't really know what to expect, obviously, okay. because they're both teachers. They didn't know what I mean of course my my father wanted me to go to university and just for security reasons but back then I didn't think about money at all I mm. thought I own the world and I'm invincible I thought of course I will I will make it and earn a lot of money <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm with you on that one <laughs> I always I also always think last about the money I also think yeah. first about what I'm doing yeah yeah <laughs> so um and then from there on did you have how much from finishing school to get the first part how difficult was that that was a long process I started at the um, MUK, Musik und Kunst, Privatuniversität der Stadt Wien. So there were a lot of um, people I did the entrance exam with, like a few hundred, and they only take 15 people. And at the end, I was shocked. Oh my God, I really, they really took me out of so many people. And I, yeah, on top of the world. Mm -hmm. Then I went for two years, I was at that school, and then I wanted to. Uh, learn to act in English and that's how I started to apply at um, British drama schools mm -hmm. and I got into the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland which is um, I think in uh, the world and uh, top under the top five drama schools in really? the world mm -hmm. so I uh, like lots of my uh, peers or people who were in classes above me are now famous and uh you know <laughs> i know them from just walking around with them in the right. you know in the breaks and yeah. just having lunch with them and they're my yes crazy but obviously i i have an accent i mm. i went to that school and i was uh that i was told that it wouldn't be easy for me in britain because i am not a native english speaker okay. uh, my roles would be just confined and limited um, and that was okay for me. Uh, so there it was really hard after graduation. Uh, I moved to London and I worked as an actress there. So uh, as, a, as, a, as a waitress, I wanted to work as an actress, but I was a waitress, mm. like a lot of other actors do in London. Mm. And only once I moved back to Vienna, mm. I got, um, I applied to theatres and then I got my first acting job at the Dschungel Wien in the seventh district. <laughs> oh wow! But then you you uh, this is now uh, somebody said that you have to you have to be in the right pond, you know, to grow. Um, and and you came back to your pond, Vienna. 
Yes. And this is where yes. you grew. Yeah. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. I, yes, I really enjoyed working then again in my mother tongue. I felt mm-hmm. um, there were endless uh, possibilities then with mm-hmm. to have, you know, a mother, mother tongue grasp of the language that you're working in as an actor, obviously. Yeah, that was... Uh- yeah, I can understand that completely because for me also, I mean, not even English is my first language, Afrikaans is my first language, but I do find that I can express myself better in Afrikaans, you know, in, in many ways. And even English is more comfortable for me, but when it comes to German, it's very, very restrictive for me to really express myself. So I can understand as an actress that, and and there's so much you have to portray and there's so much that that goes into a role that it has to be important that you that the you are very comfortable in the language yes exactly mm-hmm. and there is a certain melody to the um to the language and yeah uh, the text that you're given as an actor has to hit a certain tone it um and you have to understand it on a very, very deep level. And I think, I just—I mean, my English is very good. I know that. But I also feel that I have reached a limit and um, where I can only um, go as far. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so working in, in German, just it hits me much deeper, especially in my home dialect, which is Upper Austrian. Mm. Um, which is even even deeper than Hochdeutsch, you know, the high German, as mm. they say. Yeah, yeah, because you also have uh, um, these these expressions that you get with the language and that you get with the dialect. You have different expressions, and these expressions are also uh, talking. You know, it also comes from deep. You know, from deep within, there's a reason why there are these expressions. We do have that in Afrikaans as well, where you can definitely certain areas in the country have a different way of expressing the same thing, but but using different words. So I can imagine that that also plays a big part. So it's not just the language, but it's that dialect that you're talking about. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's actually... um, I, there was a, a time, it was a few years ago, uh, where I founded a theatre group with my friend who is also from Upper Austria, also an actress, and we um, committed ourselves to strictly do plays in the Upper Austrian dialect. Really? <laughs> that was our goal. Yes, yeah. to, to bring it to the really stage, yeah. And we then didn't follow through, or other, like we both did other things but Mm -hmm. we still have that group and lately she came to the premiere of the show that I just directed and we we talked about that again and said oh but we still need to do something in in our dialect (laughs) that would be yeah but that's amazing because it's it then also opens up uh, a different um sort of a world for other people you know coming and and listening or or coming to see theater like that I think yeah. you should carry on with that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I will. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, 
So now with with the directing, is is this the path for you? Do you find that you uh, uh, which which side do you think is better for you? Do you like the acting more or the directing more? Have you made up your mind about that? Wow, that that's a very good question. It's I I I if someone was to ask me, yeah, what are you an act actress or director? I would say I am an actress, okay. an actress more than anything else. This is I feel this is what I'm here to do. It mm -hmm. fills me with the utmost delight. I love it so much. Yes, I. But I want to do other things as well. But I am an actress. First of all, yeah. And the experience yes. that you had, say, in, in Scotland, for example, and uh, because it's also culturally different, uh, Scotch, uh, Scotland compared to, to Vienna, uh, the, the culture is completely different. And you, you also probably had to do with other people as well. Do you find that as an actress how that's important, that you go out of your environment and get into, you know, get to meet other people, other cultures that you're not necessarily, like you say, you're not necessarily going to act in English, but that you have that experience? Yes, I think it's going to Scotland for me was the best decision I ever made because mm -hmm. it, yes, it it's, it's also like a big part of an actor's job I think is to always step outside of your comfort zone as much as possible to in, in Scotland, I found I got to know myself on an even deeper level because I was a stranger there. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think when you're in situations where you, where you don't have a safety net or where you are, yeah, you, you feel maybe alone or yeah. You 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 learn who you are much faster. Yeah. I find, and as an actor, you need to know yourself. As an mm -hmm. actor, you really need to find out who you are in many many different situations to be able to portray it in the end, if needed. Yeah, yeah. that's true. You know, it's it's true that you you do in in situations like that where you're isolated or when you're away from your comfort zone that you really understand who you are. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But it's um I a reason why I also do this project is is that I want to raise awareness also how important art is and and how important it is also for children to to be able to express themselves through art. Do you think enough is done in schools that in acting for example is something that is is also very much uh, in children. I think children also can uh, express themselves very easily in situations where they where they have to act something out, and we we do role play as children as well. Do you, how important do you think that this should be part of, say, a curriculum in school? Well, it's so it's so important. I can't stress it enough. My son goes to a Waldorf school. We chose, mm. it's a signer school where art, as well, being creative and expressing yourself creatively is um, has, is of the highest priority. And 
I do. Yes, absolutely. As you say, children learn, get to know the world through role play. Um, they get to know themselves and other people through. Um, it's the healthiest way to to do it. But not just acting, also dance, I, I find is yeah. very, um, it's, it's so important. Um, you know, we have gym classes at school. Um, we learn how to do a roly-poly and a handstand and to run very fast and play football. But I think dance and expressing yourself through music, would exactly. oh, it would be so mm. amazing. Just one class a week to, mm. uh, of dancing or, yeah, or in general performance art, uh, including dance. That Yeah, it would be well, wonderful. Uh, well, you say one class a week, but I'm thinking why is it if you think uh, I just um, listened to a, um, a research that was done on music, the f effect of music on the brain and how, uh, you know, all the different uh, parts of the brain are really uh, active when when a person plays a musical instrument. And I'm thinking, why, if all these research is out there, why are the schools not putting in all the art subjects as a priority, you know, and and make it that children have that in the curriculum? So, um, yeah. yeah, I, it's, it's, um, it would be wonderful if, if children get that opportunity, I think. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. as you see with music, um, I mean, Austria is a country, one of the few countries actually in Europe that actually has music, music schools where people can, or children can go to learn instruments and it's funded by the government. And that's wonderful. But there are also not enough of those. Yeah. Um, there are not enough spaces for children to learn. Um, I mean, I find that uh, it's kind of more for the elite who can afford, for the rich people who can afford to um, have children learn their instruments or go to regular dance classes or, or theater classes. And you're right. I think it should be available to every child at a very low cost or sponsored by the by the public i think that would be very good for society in the end absolutely yeah no absolutely i 100 percent agree yeah. so whenever you have an idea let me know i'm <laughs> <laughs> i'm 100 percent with that no i i do believe that that um you know that's and and I, I think the the pandemic highlighted the fact that art is so much part of our lives that you know it's important that children get that opportunity. Yes. But now, Maria, tell me what are still the wishes for you for the future? What's what's coming up? <laughs> well, I And like wishes in general or or professional wishes or anything? Any wishes, any wishes. wishes. It's the place here to, to say them. Yes. Well, um, because you mentioned the pandemic. Yeah. And, you know, do you remember those two summers where no one was allowed to travel or it was really difficult? And I miss, uh, during that time, I missed going to the sea and to get out of Austria and to go to an ocean 
and mm. just spend hours and hours looking at the sea and and i and i developed this immense desire to have a house at, in the mediterranean at some point really yes yeah and to, to go there and do workshops in a big house and um invite lots of people and yeah that's my like to have a summer refuge somehow mm. i would love that very much and also the biggest desires to i wrote a film script um it's the story wow. of my grandfather yes Mm. Um, and I would love to be able to produce this film. Mm. It doesn't, it can be in 10 years, whatever, but I would love that story of my grandfather to, to be shown on the big screen. That's also a big desire I have. <laughs> I fingers crossed for you. Oh, thumbs, yeah. hold thumbs. In Austria, you hold thumbs, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> in, yeah. England, in England, I cross fingers. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, that would be so amazing because then you would then then you've done it all then you've done the stage directing you've done a film and and you've done acting it's it would be amazing it would be yeah it would be wonderful well maria so far everything you set out to do you did so i'm sure the film will we'll speak about the film in a few years time yes you will let me know yeah i will let you know <laughs> Oh, that would be so wonderful. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. But Maria, thank you so much for your time. Thank you th so much for um, telling your story. It's very inspirational. I'm, I'm very happy that I, um, I that you took the time to tell me. And um, yeah, you, you'll, um, you'll have to keep me posted when, when this film uh, is released. That yes. we talk about that as well, and um, all the best for for all the next projects they are you are doing. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me do it's this interview. It's a great pleasure. Okay, Maria, have a lovely afternoon. You too. Thank bye bye. You. Bye bye. Bye bye.